In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Uh, we bought a pencil sharpener this week. So we, we, we bought an electric pencil sharpener this week because in my house we have an issue of finding sharpeners because they're so tiny and little and they disappear and then they grow dull after a while. So we decided that we're going to invest some money into buying a good pencil sharpener. So we bought a pencil sharpener and then we pulled it out of the box, we plugged it in and then and then uh, my little one, first thing he went and he ran, he got his colored pencil, the Crayola pencils and he was about to stick them into the pencil sharpener and at that time Irini told him, wait, let's read the instructions. So in the instructions of most items that you would buy, there is going to be some uh, things that tells you what not to do and what to do. And the first thing that says do not sharpen color pencils and do not sharpen crayons or Crayola pencils or anything like that into the pencil sharpener. Otherwise, because they're a little bit waxy, they will get waxy, they're gonna get stuck in. And then there goes my investment, which I bought from Amazon. So, so anyways, thank God we caught this before it happens. I don't know next time we're not looking. I don't know what is Joseph going to do, but but uh, but it tells you also, just as it says what not to do, it also tells you what to do when you are sharpening a pencil and that you're not supposed to push it inside, you know, too hard and not too soft, you know. So in, in, a little bit tells you يعني, some instructions. So anyways, let's move beyond the pencil sharpener and let's talk about today's gospel because today's gospel is a gospel of uh, preparation for the second coming. And the last two Sundays of the Coptic year, the church will speak about, the Lord Jesus Christ will speak to us about, as he spoke to his disciples about the second coming of when he will come and what not to do and what to do in order to prepare yourself for the second coming. Now, I think this is uh, way more uh, important investment uh, than my pencil sharpener. That that's why we ought to pay even closer attention, closer attention to this. Because if I break my sharpener, Amazon issues a warranty. I can always return it to them and but when it comes to my own salvation, right, and the salvation of my congregation, this one does not come with a warranty. If I mess it up, I mess it up for good, and I cannot, I cannot fix it or, or refund it. So looking at today's gospel, the Lord Jesus Christ, he gave us few things when he said to us what to do and what not to do. 
خليني طبعا I won't get a chance to cover everything but most likely I think I will be giving the sermon next Sunday as well so I'll cover some of it today and maybe some of it uh, next next week what not to do أول حاجة he said for us not to do do not fear do not be afraid why is this really important because a lot of times when we are thinking of the second coming we are thinking of Armageddon or we are thinking of the horrifying movies that we had probably watched in the past or, or things that we're probably thinking of the book of Revelation and how the earth is going to melt and how, how all these things and when we're looking at these things we find our, ourselves terrified terrified as if the one who is coming as we were speaking about the second coming and as if the one who is coming is actually an enemy who's coming to destroy us we're thinking of it's like a Godzilla movie or something like this and somebody is coming to get us to chop off our head and to destroy us I want you whenever you think of the second coming I want you to think of someone who is in captivity and waiting for someone who is coming to set him free. Someone who is in prison and is waiting for somebody to come and unlock the door and let him go. Okay, Someone who is trapped in, in a small box and he is waiting for that who is going to come and loosen him. Because when we're speaking about the Lord Jesus Christ is coming, we're not speaking of an enemy who is coming or a dictator who is coming to avenge from us, but we are speaking about our loving Father who is coming after many years of Him being away from us or us being away from Him, at least in the physical form that he is finally coming and we are going to be united together. The second reason we should not fear, because he said to us today, do not be afraid whenever you stand before magistrates or rulers, what or who shall you speak for the your father will put in your mouth what you shall speak and what you shall say. Yani in other terms, do not be afraid from all the tribulations that are happening in the world. Why? Because all that is happening in the world is in God's hand and God is Pantukratur, Dhabitul He controls everything. Hence, there is not one hair that can fall from your head without his permission. Interestingly, a lot of times us as humans been afraid, afraid of everything, afraid of trials, afraid of uh, problems that we have in our life, afraid of health issues, afraid of all these things. Sometimes we're afraid of because of our finances, how are we going to make ends uh, meet at, at the, this month, uh, we're a little bit short. One time it is said that two birds are standing in a tree in the backyard of a house. Will house that one, the husband and the wife, and they are arguing and fighting together. 
and uh, over money how are we going to make ends meet this month and why are you spending this and that and, and they're discussing and they're so, they're, they're so tense over money issues and the two birds are sitting there on the tree and watching one of the birds is telling his friend why are they fighting like this the other bird answered him maybe they don't have the same heavenly father that we do Maybe they don't have the heaven, same heavenly father that we, that we have. Actually, interestingly, we have a heavenly father. Our relationship with God is a relationship of a child to his father. And God deals with us as his children. The birds deal with God as, you know, servants dealing with their masters or creatures dealing with their creator but our relationship with god is a way more close and intimate relationship why are we still afraid so first thing what not to do when we hear about the second coming and god coming at the end to 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 uh, uh, to, to judge the world what not to do the first thing is do not be afraid second thing what not to do do not believe everything. And this is what it says. It says you will hear, this is many false prophets are going to rise up and people will come and tell you, behold, he is here or behold, he is there. Do not believe that. Believe only what you have been taught and what you had learned since your childhood. St. Paul says, if someone comes to you with a teachings other than what you have been taught, let him be anathema, meaning let him be yani, accursed, or let, do not listen to him, do not heed to him. reason I'm saying this because you look around you, and I'm not going to talk about false prophets, or, or, but I want to speak a little bit about false teachings especially to you younger generations that are still going through school and education and and you get you are the one that get to hear your 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 teachers who are teaching you science and biology and and all these you know great subjects and and come and tell you who says that the world was created the world was not created the world came out of a big bang and and they, they, they go into these theories and they want to shove down these theories down your throat and make you believe in it. I do not, honestly, yani, I, I, I do not, yani, I, I pity and I sympathize with all of our younger kids because we send them to school. Their teachers are supposed to be the authority, right? We're sending them to receive education by these teachers. So how can they come back and we tell them, well, I want you to listen to him in that part, but don't listen to him in that part. You know, kids get confused because they're looking at their teachers and their professors at college as an authority and they get confused. But I tell you, please do not be confused. If anybody comes and tells you anything other than what you have been taught 
let him be accursed. يعني مش to curse him, but يعني don't listen, don't listen to him. And it is so sad because nowadays in the schooling system, even if the subject matter that you are learning has nothing to do, has nothing to do with with creation and and God and the Bible and all of this. The professors out there, especially those of them that do not believe in God, they will find whatever opportunity it is to push their agenda and to shake your faith. I remember one summer, I decided that I want to take a summer course. This is back, I think, in 1993, maybe. Uh, or maybe 94, so I decided to go take an archaeology class in Santa Monica College. Now, archaeology is talking about fossils, right? Supposedly in dinosaurs and and, and things like this, which is I'm absolutely okay with it. And I'm I was ready to 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 study this, and but I walked into the class first day. The professor stood up, and then he said, "If you want to pass my class." You need to believe in evolution, which is I'm okay with to a certain degree. And you need to believe in the Big Bang and don't talk to me about creation stuff. And then I waited until the lecture finished. I went up to the professor. I told him, I heard what you said in the beginning and I'm willing to study all what you're going to teach us. And I'm going to answer the questions, how you're going to teach us as, as a theory but you can tell me what to believe. You can tell me not to believe in creation. And then he looked at me straight into the eye and he said, you heard what I said. If you're not going to believe in Big Bang, you cannot pass my class. I told him that I don't need your class. I walked out straight to the office and I dropped that class which I didn't feel like taking summer school that summer anyways. يعني. So it worked out better. I ended up going to Magic Mountain and stuff like that. So so, so that was, God had something better for me. <laughs> but bottom line that, that I want to say is that do not believe everything that you're being told. Okay, That's part of how to be. That, that's part of what not to do. Because if you're going to believe in what you're being told, if what every person is going to tell you, for sure you're going to get lost. Imagine if you're trying to get to a destination and then you stop every block and you ask somebody, where is that place? Now, maybe you could end up lucky and find the same people and people that know direction every single time. But if you had the experience that I had in Egypt last time I was there, then for sure you're going to end up spinning about yourself, okay? You go and you ask, where is that store? For example, go this way, go this way, go this way. you're going to end up circling around, circling around yourself. Only believe what you had been taught and what you received from your youth, knowing whom have you received it from? This is what St. Paul says to Timothy. He said, knowing whom have you received it from? You have received your faith and your teachings from the Coptic Orthodox Church, a church that has existed for almost 2,000 years. I ran into somebody 
across the street from Kaiser Sunset the other day. I was visiting someone, decided to go for a little walk. I met an older lady and she was stepping out of the Church of Scientology. Have you guys heard of Scientology before? Church of Scientology, stepping out of there. She saw me in the street and she was nice and she stopped me and said, so oh, hi, how are you, how are you? And, said, and then I, I saw her, I said, you're coming out of Scientology? She said, yeah. I said, so what is Scientology about? She said, oh, you don't know what is Scientology? I said, no. So she told me, okay, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to imagine a cat. Okay. I think I had Daniel with me at that time and he was a little baby. So I grabbed Daniel tightly and I closed my eyes. I don't want, you know, so I grabbed Daniel tightly, I closed my eyes. And then she said, okay, what do you see? And I opened my eyes and I told them, I saw a black cat. And then she said, why? I said, because we used to have a black cat in the house. And then she said, where is that black cat? I told her, black cat is in my imagination. And she said, no, no, that black cat exists. And what we do here in Scientology is we bring your imagination or the things that are in your mind into existence. So I paused for a second and I told her, have you been to Disneyland? And she said, uh, not recently. Why? I told her there is a show they do in Disneyland. It's called Fantasmic, where Mickey brings imagination into reality. So this looks to me like a Mickey Mouse job. <laughs> so I think she got offended at that point, but I honestly didn't mean to offend her. And then she looked at me and she said, we have been around for... Mishaaref, uh, 200 years. I told her we have been around for 2,000 years. So at that point, she just walked away. point that I'm trying to tell you is that look around you guys. Look around you at the people that claim know that they know science and they call themselves Scientology or whatever. Now, if you guys are going to put the sermon on YouTube, I'm going to get sued, okay? Because they're, <laughs> they're recording me. But point, because uh, uh, they're very strong about suing people. But point that I want, what I want to say is that look around you, people that claim knowledge, and they're talking about a, a cat and bringing imagination, and we're, we trust this, and we follow this, and we are neglecting what we have been taught since our youth. So حاجة, what not to do, do not be afraid, okay? حاجة, what not to do, do not listen to everyone. Do not listen to everyone. <coughs> what not to do? قلنا شوية حاجات بقى. تانية. قال قال, if you are in the house top, do not go down. If you are in the field, do not return or go or go back. So both of them, they carry the same message. And that message is do not go back. Do not regress. Your spiritual life has to be a spiritual life that has progress in it. Sometimes I speak to people 
And I tell them, ah, well, how is our prayer life? And says, Abuna, you know, I'm very busy and tired and work and and kids and all of this. I just come at night and I say, our father, and I, and I crash in bed. I say, no, how about Agbaya? You don't pray Agbaya? No, Abuna, I used to do that. I used to do that when I was in high school, or I used to do that when I was in junior high. You used to? الواحد is supposed to be progressing, مش regressing. يعني the little child, and then I take him and I teach him, say our father, عشان يكبر شوية, say thanksgiving prayer, يكبر جروس a little bit, say Psalm 50. Now after this, we're going to introduce another psalm, the gospel, the litany, skerialaison. Then by the time he is in junior high or something, then he has learned how to pick up Agbaya and pray. And it's supposed to be building on from that point. When he is in junior high, he prays one hour, he gets to high school. Now we teach him to pray matins and comply. Now he gets to college, we add to it vespers. Now after this, especially when you get married, you have to pray the seven hours because you need a miracle, okay, to survive. So point, point that, that I'm trying to say is that is that as, as you're growing up, there needs to be a progress in your prayer life. You used to pray a little, and now you need to pray more, because now you need Jesus more. Now we all need God more. I'm gonna stop here, and I'm just gonna keep today's instructions on what not to do, and next week, by God's grace, we'll speak about what to do. May we be hearers and doers of the word. Glory be to God forever. Amen.